I've got my podcast voice yeah, on. It's because I know how to radio. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know how to be a real human being. Uh, what? Ouch. Yeah, well, when you got the microphone, you know, it's different. I change. change. I mean, a diff- I become a different person. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to How Did It Come To This, where the people of history come alive in the news. Sitting across from me is a woman who I believe to be a closeted monarchist. It's Siobhan Doherty. Hi. Hello. Untrue. Untrue? (laughs) Untrue. Are you sure? Yes. I just like the crown, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) And next to me is a man who believes he should be paid in royalties. It's James Tuckwell. Hi, James. Hi. Do you want royalties from this podcast? Oh, absolutely. Give me that. That's too bad because we don't make any money. All right. Uh... Well, I'm Daniel Matters, by the way. <laughs> and um, I didn't have time to come up with anything. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was going to make a joke about Prince Consort and like, you know, <laughs> but then I didn't want to get into that. The man who is Prince Consort of this oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, actually. <laughs> this week on How Did It Come To This, a death that was expected and yet unexpected. The royals have a penchant to fascinate and to be the source of gossip. For some 60 years, his life was the source of story, intrigue, rumour, innuendo and tabloid stories about reptiles. As the husband to the Queen, he was the Prince Consort, His Royal Highness, Duke of Edinburgh, Earl of Marioneth and Baron Greenwich. From the line of Greece and Denmark to England's throne, how did the first monarchs of a modern era navigate their intrusion of privacy? Was Philip okay with giving up his career and life? What does a Prince Consort do? Why didn't I complete my Duke of Edinburgh's award? And ultimately... (laughs) How did it come to this? <laughs> I'm going to go back even further and be like, what is the Duke of Edinburgh's award? I've been teaching for so long and okay. I'm just like, I'm like, I still don't really get Look, it. No, so like <laughs> this is actually one of the really cool things that he did was okay. set up the Duke of Edinburgh's award, which yep. uh, is an award that you can do uh, as a high school student. Yeah. Um, and there's three levels. There's the bronze, silver and gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you when you complete the levels, it's it's designed to get you thinking outside of yourself, right? So it's supposed to be okay. like a, you, you do Outward volunteer service, but you also like, there's like hikes that you have yeah, to do. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I remember at my last school, like kids were going orienteering and stuff Yeah, like so like the final, in the gold level, if I remember correctly, I think you have to do a four day hike in the gold level with like minimal provisions and like it's full on. It sounds like hell. Um, <laughs> That's why I didn't it's do it. Full on. Look, I didn't do it. Here's my story. I didn't do it because I was actually part of a thing called Boys Brigade uh, when I was younger. And in the Boys Brigade, we had the Queen's Award. Okay. So our award Ooh. actually trumps the Duke of Edinburgh's award, although no one recognizes it. So when you say, when you go to an employer and you're like, I've got the Queen's Award, and they're like, what's that? And you're like, oh, well, it's like the Duke of Edinburgh's award. And they're like, oh, I know that. And you're like, yeah, okay, sure. I'm just picturing um, Russell from up. Like a little wilderness explorer. (laughs) For my Queen's Award, I had to lead boys who were like 12 years old on Uh a canoe camp. And it it was- How old were you? I would have been like 18. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it was. 
I would feel uncomfortable with that level of responsibility um, as a teacher now. It was, it was great fun. We, we like, there was capsizing and we were cold. Oh, my and, God. <laughs> um, there was a kid who peed into the wind. Anyway, I won't get into that story. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> we do very much so. Uh, so, look, we, we all, we've all heard it. I'm sure even anyone who is listening around the world has heard it, that uh, the, the Prince Philip... Uh, of they finally admitted that he died. He's, he's, he's gone. He's <laughs> departed. Um, look, so for our oh. news story, uh, the most recent one I could find uh, is Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. He's back in the United States now already. <laughs> um, Real quick trip. I don't know why. Was, why? Um, I wonder. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but he paid tribute to his grandfather on yeah. Earth Day. Nice. Um, so yep. here is uh, – this is a story from uh, Seven Sunrise uh, uh, in which uh, Harry pays tribute to his grandfather. Prince Harry has returned home to California, but he's paid tribute to his grandfather, Prince Philip, in a new wildlife video. In a statement, he reflected on generations of conservation champions, including his late grandfather, saying he feels proud and energised to continue doing his part in this legacy. Hope starts here, with the places that we are protecting now to ensure a healthy future for us all. The eco-warrior has joined forces with the African Parks team as part of this year's World Earth Day. Yeah, so uh, Prince Harry there, talking about his grandfather and his conservation, which I I did, there was was a lot of stories that ran about how he wasn't, he was a climate denier and they're right. all from like Sky News. Yeah. And then there were a bunch of people who were like, no Sky no. News. He got that wrong. Yeah. He was like, he the was opposite. fully like, because I think David Attenborough was talking about yeah. how like he was actually like a big like, no, we need to do something about yeah. climate change. Yeah. It's like so, Charles too, like massive greenie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we're talking about Prince Philip today and I thought we might start. Uh, this, this is one of the things that fascinates me about yeah. uh, royals, which is their – their titles. <laughs> um, Take a really deep breath. So here we go. I am going to I'm going to talk about Prince Philip. Uh, this is his full royal t- title. They have changed it because he's now dead. So I'm going to read because it, you, you, when you read a title, you're supposed to read the most current one. So I'm going to read the most current one, which is the one that is after his death. Yep. Okay, so here we and go. And then the podcast will end. Are you ready? <laughs> here we go. Thus it hath pleased Almighty God to take out of this transitory life unto his divine mercy the late most illustrious and most exalted Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, Earl of Marioneth, and Baron Greenwich, Knight of the most noble order of the Garter, Knight of the most ancient and most noble order of the Thistle, Member of the Order of Merit, Knight Grand Cross of the Royal Victorian Order, upon whom had been conferred the Royal Victorian Chain, Grand Master and Knight Grand Cross of the most excellent order of the British Empire. Lord High Admiral of the United Kingdom, one of Her Majesty's most honourable Privy Council, Admiral of the Fleet, Field Marshal in the Army and Marshal of the Royal Air Force, husband of Her Most Excellent Majesty Elizabeth II by the grace of God of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and of her other realms and territories, Queen, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith, Sovereign of the Most Noble Order of the Garter, whom may God preserve and bless with long life, health and honour and all worldly happiness. (laughs) Yep. I wonder if even he knew that, like, by heart. I'm going to rec- – I reckon probably not. Probably not. No. Look, uh, I wanted to I wanted to talk a little bit about how he didn't want a title. I know. Did you know this? Yeah, yeah. go. You go. So, well, I, I just um, – I was reading about his titles because um, there was quite a bit of controversy 
especially just after Elizabeth took the throne, mm. as to what to call him. Yeah. They just didn't know what to call him, right? Yeah. Because he didn't really have he was like King George, who is in our intro, by the way, if you haven't listened yeah. closely to our quotes yeah, yeah. in our intro, yeah. uh, he abdicates the throne. Mm. Uh, and um so when when they're, they're trying to figure out what to call him, the king didn't want to give him a title. Um, and he reportedly didn't want one. Yeah. Um, so he discontinued using his old titles, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but he apparently didn't want a title either. Well, like it, it hadn't happened since Victoria, right? That yeah. There was a prince consort. Prince consort, right. So um, and so. They, there was a lot of – so I think Canada was the first country to be like – you should you should have we, a title. We, we should call him something. Can't just call you Phil, man. right? And um and so he wrote uh, the prime minister at the time. I can't remember who it was. He wrote to the queen and was yeah. like, he needs a title. Yeah. And the queen was like, yeah, I agree. He needs a title. So she asked <laughs> Churchill yeah. to figure out what would be okay to call yeah. him because uh you know a lot of that power rests with the parliament. Yeah. And then they also realized that actually all the Commonwealth countries would need to agree on what to call him as well. <laughs> because well because all the Commonwealth countries too if you look up if you look up the royal title of Elizabeth. Yes. It is huge Long. because yeah. also in that every country under the Commonwealth that has her as monarch mm. calls her something different. Yeah. And that is included in her title. Yeah. So there's all these, there's all these rules about Commonwealth countries, what they call them. And so she asked Churchill to like, uh, cause all the, the prime ministers were in England at the time. Yeah. Um, because of oh, World okay. War II and stuff, like they they actually oh, they, all of them were there, and so and so she said to Churchill, "Wait, Churchill, go go and find out what um, what we should call him, see what happens." And and they all came back and said, "We don't want to call him anything." Oh, and God. some of them, like South Africa, were like, no, "He shouldn't get any title. We don't we don't think he should have a title." Okay. Right? Um, yeah. But she she insisted, and they eventually they eventually decide on well, if we just call him Prince of the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland, yeah, then we can get away with that. Yeah. And so that was the first time he kind of got a proper like, yeah, title. Prince Philip. Prince Philip. So when was he given Duke And Prince England? with a capital P. Oh. Yeah, because the the apparently the Prince Royals, so the the the, the people in line to the throne that yeah. haven't yet ascended to that yeah. throne level yeah. have a little P. Okay. Apparently. <laughs> but he gets the capital P. It's like, so this is one of the things that I thought before we started this is going to be my greatest challenge is just to not laugh at the ridiculousness of a lot of what we're going to talk about. I know. Because it's But this is, is the stuff so that actually fascinates silly. me. It, it, it is, but it's also like I, I kind of love the – I kind of love the tradition of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But I don't like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a monarchist, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any confusion here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just like a lot of the silliness of it, but then also like balancing that they're like, you know, <laughs> a man has died and he did a lot. Um yes. so like yeah, balancing the humor with the gravity of it as well. Sure. So that's that's my biggest challenge. Sure. I'm gonna try and pull it off. All right. Well, we're gonna go back in time. Yep. We're gonna go back to nineteen twenty one. I thought mm-hmm. We're in England. <gasps> Let's go back in time in a nice way from England. Uh, yeah. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Thanks, Doctor. Oh, We've arrived. No, see, I'm not a Whovian. She's not so a Whovian. No, I, Terrible. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so, uh, we've arrived back in 1921. Uh, in which Prince Philip uh, was born. 
Yeah. Uh, born in Greece, born in Corfu, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, born on a dining room table, I found out. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, that's a fun fact. I know. Uh, <laughs> I've got a fun fact. Ready? Oh, hang on. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. With Siobhan. It's very early to be busting it out, but he wasn't born on his birthday. Uh, say that again. I know. <laughs> He wasn't born on his birthday. Okay, So his birthday is recorded as June 10th. Yes. But when he was born in Greece, uh, they were still using the Julian calendar. Oh, calendar controversy. Yeah, so uh, which they used up until 23, so just two years in like, you know, towards the end. So his birthday actually would have been like May 28th. Huh. There you go. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. I hate teaching like the Romanovs and stuff like that when they're at the two oh, dates. Two I'm dates. just like, oh, that's so confusing. Which is, so that's, that's funny because everything I looked up to still records his birthday is the 10th of June. Yep, yep. Even though we would know yep. that all, all that kind mm. of, that's interesting. Yeah, so they mustn't change they it to allow bother. for it. Or, yeah. 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 Isn't that interesting? Yeah. There you go. Um, he was the only son mm-hmm. and the fifth child mm-hmm. of Prince Andrew of Greece and Denmark and mm-hmm. Princess Alice of Battenberg. Mm-hmm. Um, which made him the Prince, descendant, yeah. Prince of Greece and, and Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, so in in the early part of his life, when he's in Greece, there's a lot of stuff that happens and, and eventually, like it's all kind of to do with like lots of things that were happening in Greece at the time. Yeah. But um, eventually they flee yes. Greece for safety. Yeah. Um, and... Philip has said that, like, he knows he knows how to kind of – well, he, he did. <laughs> I'm going to struggle with this. He knew, because <laughs> he's now gone, he knew how to understand Greek, but he couldn't speak it. Yeah. And he considered himself Danish. Yeah. He was very young when they left. Like, he was a baby because, like, the story goes that he was, like, in an orange crate or something. Yes. That's, um, yeah. But it's because he was a baby, like, sleeping in it. Yeah. So um, – and then he was raised kind of all over the place. He was. Um, he went yeah. to school in quite a few places too. Yeah. Like, France and um, – um, and and Germany. Scotland, Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think relatives took him in in Britain eventually. Yes. Yeah. Which is why he was so British. Yes. Mm. Uh, but I did find there was a nice quote um, from uh, his American school that he went to in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of his teachers described him as a know-it-all smarty person, but always remarkably polite. <laughs> He does seem that way, yeah. <laughs> He'd be one of those kids that, like, you kind of dread teaching because they almost know more than you. <laughs> yeah. He seems like one of those kids maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he kind of is raised all over the place um, and he, yeah, gets taken in um, by his mm. his family in, in England. Yeah. Um, so, like, originally they fled to Italy, yes. I think, and then, yeah, went to Europe. Um, and then I think not long after that, his dad left the family for his mistress. And Good uh, times. Yeah, yeah, fun. Um, and so he was in, like, the French Riviera with his mistress and it's just, like, quite openly living like that. And sure. Then, um, in 1930, his mum was committed to a psychiatric facility after having a nervous breakdown, which I completely understand yes. given all of that. Yes. So Princess Alice is actually a really interesting person in her own right as well. Um, I remember doing some Googling during an episode of The Crown. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, like, she didn't speak for a really long time as a child and everyone thought she was, you know, a bit soft in the head. Sure. Um, But, like, she was actually 
kind of brilliant and it just wasn't really recognised because firstly she was a girl so they never really looked that closely. Um, but, yeah, just kind of like that delayed speaking and all of that is actually kind of a sign of, you know, intelligence yeah. like later on. And, yeah, so um, but she's, she's actually quite an interesting person. Right, mm. yeah. Mm. So, yeah, there you go. But okay. it didn't have much to do with either parent from about 1930 onwards yeah, right. because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So a bit tough. Right. Well, yes. the next um, the next section that I kind of looked at was his naval service. Yes. Um, and he goes – he actually repatriates back to Greece in 1939. Did you know that? I didn't know that, no. Yeah, so he goes back to Greece and um, he's he's living there. He, he'd he completed a term as a as a naval cadet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he goes back to Greece to live with his mother for a short period of time mm-hmm. in 1939. And then the Greek king, George II, who is his first cousin. Okay. Um, asks him to go back to Britain and resume training with the Royal Navy, which he does. Right. Yep. So why is there a king then? I don't know. That's not him. I actually don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a story. I've, I'm wondering whether it's because he's, if his father... if. That, did he flee and abdicate? Yeah, that might right. be the case. Like, yeah, so the line kind of stopped. Which, which means he can't come back and be like, hey, guys, back. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> We're being so, fact-checked maybe. Um, Let us know when you come, come up with something. But, um, yeah, okay, so he goes back to Greece. Yeah, he goes back to Greece. And then, and, but then yeah. Greece doesn't do so well in World War II. Uh, no, so, well, so, yeah, so during the Second World War he yeah. is part of – uh, the the British Navy. Yep. Um, he's a, a midshipman uh, at the outbreak of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, he spends four months uh, protecting Australian ships. Actually, the, uh, the Australian oh. Expeditionary Force. Thanks, Philip. He actually he he he's, he had a, a quite a fondness for Australia. Prince Philip. Did he? Yeah. I I okay. Yeah, I thought he, he kind of looked down on us. A he little bit. he ordered he ordered um, one of his pallbearers to be Australian. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Wow, I like I do already like him and as a person he, that makes he, me like he him. He definitely more. had there was definitely a um an Australian soldier as part of the honor guard. Cool. I know that too. All right. Um yeah, No, he did he did like he us. He liked us. Yeah, he okay, like us. great. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um That's nice. Yeah, so he, we he was, like to be liked. <laughs> yeah. He was doing that uh and then of course Greece is invaded yes. by Italy. Um and he was then He's, he's then on the HMS Valiant for a while. He's doing all these things, um, but he's kind of rising the ranks too. Um, he gets promoted to lieutenant uh, in 1942. He's one of the youngest first lieutenants in the Royal Navy. Um, he then uh, he's in a, a bunch of like really major uh, naval battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets moved to a ship. I like the name of the ship. He was on the HMS Welp. <laughs> <laughs> Welp. Uh, and he is, he becomes an instructor at the Petty Officers School in mm-hmm. Corsham. He's like, you know, he, he rises through the ranks of yeah. his own merit. Yeah. This is, you know. Well, like this is before he's got anything to do with like the royal family. Um, kind well, of. I mean, you know, he's related. He'd been, well, he'd been sending letters. <laughs> I didn't know this. He'd been sending letters to Elizabeth to since Lizzie. she was 13. I knew that they met when they, she was 13. And he'd been sending 13. her letters the whole time. Yeah. Apparently. I don't know, like the age gap between 13 and 18 is really That's huge. That's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> Just, mm, mm. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, uh, um, yeah, he uh, – oh, he's actually – I had this written down just after this too, um, that just after World War II in 1952 he's initiated into Freemasonry. Okay. And it's it's linked with his naval thing because he was, he was uh, initiated by his naval – 
lodge, yeah. so the, the naval section of the Freemasons. There you go. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me he's a Freemason. That like, doesn't surprise me at he's, all. Like he's, you know, if I had to describe a typical Freemason man, like it would be what he looks, sounds and acts like. Yeah, so, <laughs> so apparently he joined against his will. Oh, okay. Um, what, so like- his uncle, Earl Mountbatten. Yes. Um, was a, like fiercely opposed to it apparently. Right. But King George VI made it clear that he expected Philip to maintain the tradition of royal patronage of Freemasonry. Okay. So because because he was yeah. going to marry yeah. Elizabeth, gotta, he was gotta like, you've got to be part of the Freemasons, yeah, guys. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah. Um, apparently. There you go. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, I knew he was um, – you know, like, well, he's obviously the admiral of, of the Navy eventually, but, like, it, yep. he considered it like his family um, and, like, really thrived when he was in that environment and that was part of what was difficult, being married to Elizabeth. And yeah, I think which which brings us to their marriage because, yeah. um, you know, yeah, he, he had to give up a lot yes. to marry her, didn't he? Yes. Um, so, so it yep. started off he had to renounce his, um, his other titles, so the Prince of... Greece and Denmark. Yep. I think he had to renounce his citizenship of Greece. Yes. Um, he had to, oh, when the kids were born, he wanted them to be called Mountbatten. Yes. Mm, he tried to fight for he that. Did. Yes, he did. Um, and that was like a no. I yes. think Elizabeth didn't care, but but again, no, it was but a parliament, it's, it's again, it's a parliament yeah, it's a, thing. Yes. Like it's like, no, yep. sorry, you actually don't have a say over what your kids because are Because I think one of, yeah, one of the things <laughs> is, especially since the, um, the War of the Roses, uh, is that a lot of uh, familial patronage, Mm. So um, any time that um, you're trying to figure out who is going to be the next monarch, yeah. the the parliament needs to know and be able to have clear direct lineage. Yeah, draw the draw the family tree. Yeah, mm. yeah. Which um, yeah. that was Which a whole. If they big change deal. the name, that's yeah. very complicated. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's um that's they're, they're off the top of my head. They're the things that I remember that he had to give up. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You have more. Uh, so well, he. Um, so he asks for um, he asks for her hand in marriage in the summer of 1946. He asks the king, mm. um, and the king says yes, um, provided that uh, the engagement wait until Elizabeth's 21st birthday. Yeah. Um, yep. It was the following year, The right? following year, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I knew they had to wait a year. I knew they weren't super happy about it. Um, she had to do some fighting, I think, to – to make it happen, like he wasn't a super appealing option for <laughs> for the British royal family. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, just a few too many yeah. issues. Um, I know he also had to the, – the Archbishop of Canterbury was also very – um, particular about the fact that um, he was baptized Greek, or- Greek Orthodox. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, "We need to win." Um, it's, ang- it's called regularizing. Oh, uh, regular regularizing. Yeah. So um, he he, um, he was like, "No, we must make him an Anglican." Yeah, of course. Before he's royal. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, she's the head of the church. I guess. <laughs> like, it does make sense. It would be weird <laughs> if the head of the church was not married to someone yep. who was part of that church. Yep. I guess. But <laughs> yeah. And so, so the day before the wedding. Yeah. The king. Um, bestows him the style Royal Highness. Okay. So he's allowed to be his Royal Highness. Yeah. But at that point he's just his Royal Highness, Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. 
Earl of Marineth and Baron Greenwich. Yeah, because Elizabeth is still just Princess Elizabeth. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, and because of that, he's also he he's made a Knight of the Garter. Do you know about the Knights of the Garter? No, oh, tell me. Okay, so the Knights <laughs> of the Garter. Going to get real geeky. <laughs> no, so they're this they're this um this group of people that the current monarch mm-hmm. picks, handpicks. Yep. And it can be anyone. They yep. could pick anyone they want. It doesn't really matter. Although every member of the royal lineage technically is supposed to be part of the Royal Garter. That's one of the, one of the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they can just pick anyone. Um, right. And, you know, they, they pick notable people, obviously. So like, mm-hmm. you know, Winston Churchill was part of the yeah. Lord of the Garter. Like, so there's, yeah. you know, mo- and most of the time too, it often is like British prime minister mm-hmm. is often made. Yep. And what they do is they meet with the, they meet with them. I mm. think it's, I think it's twice a year. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, so they, they go and they go into Windsor Castle mm-hmm. and they meet and they're like, and the, the king or queen kind of like asks them about, the realm and what they think should are be going they, on. Oh, okay. Are they so happy? they actually what are the have things? A like it's a author- proper it's a proper meeting. A bit of authority. Yeah, they meet about stuff and then wow, the, they, okay. they go forth from there and uh, and like do stuff about it. Oh, I thought it was just like pretty symbolic and it, powerless. Look, it's um, it, I mean, kind of and kind of not. Yeah, because they go from there and they're often like quite high up people in well, places yeah, of power in their own right in their yeah. own right so they're yeah. able to go away from there and do stuff yeah. about it right yeah. so and yeah you have so the ear of the monarch yeah 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 cool um <laughs> so uh, yeah i <laughs> you can tell i like this kind of stuff it's I, can, I can tell <laughs> you're enjoying this that's great. that's great um because he's also appointed to the privy council do you know about the privy council uh, do they counsel stuff about privy stuff? I don't so know. <laughs> the privy council is the formal body of advisors to okay. the sovereign. Yeah. Um, and it used to be that the the privy council you could you could make a petition to the privy council. Okay. It used to be the highest court in the land. Okay. And it could be like so back in the day, like when we were a colony. Yep. Say. Sorry, like as if that was in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We. So. You can't do it now. Okay. But we are still a colony. Well, not really. Are we not? No, no, no. Since Federation, we're not a colony. What? Yeah. We're a colony of Britain, aren't we? Not a, no, <laughs> what not are anymore. we then? No, we're the, we're the Federated States of Australia. What's our connection? Uh, Why is she our so she, no, she's still, she's still our monarch, but she's, we're not a colony. Okay. Our acts of parliament are like sovereign. Yeah, like I knew that obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, but um, I thought we were still technically deemed a colony. She could, she could potentially. So we're just part of the Commonwealth. Yeah, yeah. But and so one, well, one of the things is right. So if you if you were a colony, yeah, right, you can make a, a petition to the Privy Council. Okay. If like so, like you know, let's say you murder James, <laughs> right. Yeah, um, but you know, I've thought about there's, it. There's, there's dodgy, there's dodgy evidence, and like you know, yeah, yeah, you, think, yeah, okay. you think you've been, you think you've been hard done by, right? Yeah. Um, and you've gone through all the court systems. Okay. You can make a final petition to the so Privy Council like and be been, like, I've been hard done by Lizzie. Can you help, can you help me out? Help me, please. And they, the Privy Council can like could have can back in the day could overthrow okay. court decisions. But can't anymore. They okay. were well, not in Australia. Okay. Um, all right. And they don't tend to do it elsewhere either because yeah. it would be seen as. Yeah. The, the monarch interfering in, right. yeah, in of course. judicial yeah. affairs. Yeah. Um, but, um, 
Only our Governor General does that occasionally, right? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's a different topic. <laughs> okay, okay, um, all right. I'm I'm afraid I've just exposed myself as like an ignorant idiot, but um, yeah, no, no. So I'm we got sorry. rid of we got rid of the ability to appeal to the monarch mm. a, a while ago. I can't remember exactly when, but the, like the High Court is Australia's top is the court highest. now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, you know, then he becomes the uh, the consort. Yes. So in fifty two. Yes. So yes. what's a consort? A consort is a spouse of the monarch. Yeah. 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 So I I, I tried to like do some digging okay. on, on consorts. Yeah. Because um, I okay. So we talked about it, and I was going to quiz you. There have been five mm. no, five total, including Philip, prince consorts. Right. Um, and we, we spoke about it last week and I was going to quiz you about, can you name them? Mm-hmm. Have you done research on it? I have not actually. Okay. Can yep. you name them? Can I name them? Okay. So I British, know. British. Okay. So I know yeah. Prince Albert. Yes. Okay. So that's one. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, the, um, Philip of Spain. Yes. Was one yep. of them. Married to Mary. Married yep. to Mary. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, the other two are obscure. Yeah, see, like, so like I'm, tr- I'm like, like, yeah, I they obviously weren't queen for very long. No, they weren't. So uh, they were, and one of them actually ruled with her husband, but he was still technically a consort because she was technically closer to the crown. So that was Mary um, after the Glorious Revolution. Mm-hmm. So we've got, um, yeah, it's usually known as the reign of William and Mary. Yep, um, and they were. Related, they were cousins. Yep. Um, and but she was technically closer to the throne as the daughter of James the Second. Gotcha. So therefore, he was technically a consort. But they only like they only ruled for like five years, and then there was Queen Anne, <clears throat> um, who was Mary's sister. Um, so she was married to Prince George of Denmark, and he was not given a title, right? Because um, he was a prince of Denmark, so obviously it was before, like, because Philip kept his king of Spain as well, so they yes. were required to give up their other titles in order to marry uh, into the British royal family. Because yeah, but I, I feel like to like Philip was already king of Spain. Yes, so it's not like he was going to give up the king of Spain title. No, of course not. And uh, and and back in the day, these marriages were like political alliances, and that would have been really. Um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a disincentive to marry someone if I had to give up my title in order to do sure, so. Sure, especially if you're already the monarch. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm not going to do yeah. it. I'm just marrying you because I think France and England would do really well together against uh, – sorry, Spain, Spain England. and England yeah. would do really well together against someone yeah, that's so, right. like France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I um, – I was, I was, I'm interested by the word consort, right? Why they use the word consort. So like it, it, it means to spend time in the company of particular people. Right. Yes. Right. So that, so that yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense. Yes. Um, but I feel like too, cause consorting with someone now has Can, negative connotations, it does, with it, yes. um, which is interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I feel like it gives off this idea that if you were a consort, you, even though you're not technically, even though he's not technically the king, He's got the ear of the queen. Yes. Has power. Do you know what, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, so while he's not necessarily making decisions, no. obviously 
Yeah, I mean, when they're married. You, and when they're... you come home from work, you talk to your spouse about your day, <laughs> yeah. and you ask them what they think sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you do that whether you're so a I'm assuming person or you're like, the queen. Because I know Churchill. Churchill wanted to call him Prince Consort. Okay, he yeah. didn't like the title, yeah. and there were a couple other people who didn't like the title either. Yeah. Um, because I think it did by that time did kind of had that negative connotation right. that he's yeah, pulling yeah. strings behind the scenes, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and they just wanted to call him Prince of the Commonwealth. Right, was the other option. Okay, um, but other countries weren't on board with that either. No, yeah. um, so there was this, yeah. So complicated. This like, tension of like wordings and, yeah. and and what what kind of power does he actually have? And the title bestows that power. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then he was given positions where he did have some power, like being on the Privy Council like and things like that. And true. That's to, you know, I think um, one of the biggest problems in their marriage like very early on was just he felt so useless and hopeless and he'd yeah. been a person who'd been used to being like quite active and obviously intelligent. Which the only uh, series I've watched of The Queen – they show that the crown, that te- oh the crown, yes. sorry the crown. They show that they show that tension, don't they? Between, yes. Oh yeah. Like you know, yeah. what's he supposed to do? Settling and, into that, like yeah. yeah, those roles. In which he's played by oh yeah, he's a Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Yeah, Matt Smith. <laughs> yes, I do know that. <laughs> I do. Know links, that. links. Wow, Amazing. everywhere. But I know that was a problem with Victoria and Albert as well. Probably sure. even, I mean, even more so because like back then, like having a female like in that position of power and the male is sure. sort of subordinate to her would have been like almost unbearable. Yep. Where I know it was still pretty hard in like the, yep. which of course the is, 40s, you know, 50s, it's also 60s, one of the reasons why Elizabeth, well, why we believe Elizabeth never got married. Um, Elizabeth yes, the, first the first never got married yeah. because yeah. she didn't want to put someone in that position, nor did she want to have people think that she was subservient to a man who was not the king. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't want to be dictated to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mm. it's, it's interesting, so interesting, isn't it? It's yeah. fast, I, see, yeah. I think it is fascinating. No, I really, I, like Elizabeth <laughs> I in particular, I find very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so yeah, so look, he did have, he had, he had lots of ceremonial duties. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, there was there's a couple of things that I liked. Um, his, um, he established um, a bunch of like Commonwealth studies where like he wanted, he, he wanted to do like a bunch of different things in different countries of the Commonwealth mm. um, because he was really like, he was like, what am I going to do as, as like just this guy? He's like, well, yeah. you know what I could do? Yeah. I could actually like do things out, for the people out, yeah, out there, out there. Yeah. Um, which I think is quite kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I think he was just like very proactive, like wanted to just wanted to do things. So, and had, and things weren't given to him to do. So he had to find them himself and it, they yes. kind of had to be things that people didn't maybe traditionally care about too much. Yes. So he had to find his own um, like meaning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's the first Royal to cross the Antarctic circle. Yeah. Yeah, I did know that actually. That's really cool. Because he travelled around the world. Yes. Um, and he opens the 1956 Olympics in yes, Melbourne. in Melbourne, And yep. then he goes and visits Antarctica. Yep. Um, which I think is really yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he was also a, a big factor in like the modernising of the royal family. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was one of the big um, influences in having the coronation televised. Yeah, well, see, he, he, one of his big things was cameras. Yes. He brought cameras into yeah. um, the palace and there's yeah. the, the footage. Have you seen the footage? They've been playing it a lot recently uh-huh. of um, they're riding bikes around in the backyard the at little, the castle. The kids? Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. so adorable. Yeah, it's really nice. And he's like, yeah, just 
just, you know, brought cameras in yeah. to show that they were like kind of normal. normal. Yeah, because like before that, um, like the royal family wanted to be seen as like above the people and like, you know, something to aspire to and something that's sort of more than human. Yep. Like, and so, and like the argument against all of this televisation and stuff was that no, like everyone will see that we're just normal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, no, that's that's important. Because yes. <laughs> in a time when uh, monarchies are being overthrown uh, quite rapidly, yeah. Um, yeah, like he saw that as the way to preserve which I think their power, which you know, I think did a good job really, of that. Really, really, yeah, like foresighted. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think it showed that you know, yeah, they were a normal family who then went out and cared for their subjects mm. um, by doing lots of things. So he's patron yeah. of eight hundred organizations. Yeah. Yeah, in he his was, life. He was the first person to ever be televised, uh, sorry, interviewed on television. First person of first the royal, royal family. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like um, I think, you know, did a lot. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, he like so uh, some of the things that I found, um, he is appointed to the Royal Society, which is the, the British science. Um, yep. so, yeah, they're, they're, they're a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he is patron of the industrial society. Mm-hmm. He's president of the football association, which is like <laughs> the FA, right? So it's wow, like the yes. football association. Uh, he serves two terms of president of the, the MCC, the Marley Baron cricket club, which is, um, English cricket ascent. Like that is cricket. It's, it's, it's cricket. <laughs> well, Marley Baron, Marley Baron is interesting because they are, <laughs> um, because they're the, the, the preeminent, cricket club in England. They are the national cricket club of England. So mm-hmm. English cricket players don't play for England. They play for Marleybone. Okay, cool. It's At f- Lords. Yeah. Hey, Siobhan got a sporting reference all by herself. There you go. Yay. Um, he, he was, he founded <laughs> the Australian Conservation Foundation. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, he's president of the Zoological Society of London. Mm. Um, president of the International Equestrian Federation. Um, th- there's just like just a bunch a of, lot. just a bunch of stuff that yeah. he was just out there doing. Yeah. Um, and I like as president of these things, I know that he was active. Mm. Um, well, he was one most of the of busiest them. royals until he, I yeah. think he retired in 2017. Is that, I think that's right. Yes. Yeah, not, I think you're not right. Not that long ago. It wasn't yeah. that long ago. Yeah. Um, like, and he was out there doing stuff mm. in all of these, like he was active in pretty much all of these foundations. Like yeah. whenever he was made patron or something, he actually made an effort to go and be like, yes, mm. I am going to like actually do something in this role and not just be like, yeah. Oh yeah I'm just like a that. symbolic. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Big <laughs> ahead. I'm right. I've been fact checked. It was August, 2017. He yeah. actually retired. Which what a workhorse. Crazy. Mm, and 780 organizations. He was a patron or president of amazing. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, but should we get on to the scandals? Yeah. <laughs> you can't talk about uh, Philip and not talk about the scandals. Poor Philip. Uh, what have you, really? what have is you it, got? Is it poor Philip? I don't know. Or, what have you got? Know. Go on. Oh, I've got a few just like gaffes, yep. I think. Um, so some of my favourite and I've like, so there are heaps like earlier on, sure. um, you know, but I'm not going to focus on those because like maybe in, you know, the sixties, seventies, eighties, like he, he was a product of his time yep. and, you know, stuff like that sure. has been said, uh, 
was acceptable or was just part of the okay. time. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to focus on some recent ones. So in 2013, he met Malala. Oh, um, Yusuf Hazi. Yes. Yep. And he said to her, so she is obviously famous for um, surviving an assassination attempt by the Taliban while she was trying to go to school, fighting for girls' rights to go to school. He said, children go to school because their parents don't want them in the house. Like, come on. But <laughs> Read I think the room, Philip. <laughs> I feel like this is it, isn't it? He he was he was like like a lot of his scandals are gaffes like this. Yeah, aren't they? Just, they're just like they're gaffes, like, like, like ti- they're like not tiny things. The things that like he says that kind of you feel like you said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's it's like I feel like everyone has this relative, you know, in their family who says stuff, and you um like you just have to apologize for them afterwards. Everyone just kind of yeah. goes, ha, ha, and then they leave the room and you're like, I'm yeah. so sorry. Like, Cause I, I find it, that. I kind of feel like, yeah, did, the drunk do you uncle, think, yes. do you think, cause like when I was looking at some of these scandals, I kind of think like he thinks he's being like, he's making conversation and he's being funny. Like that's what he yeah, thinks. Like, I think that's, yeah. I think, think, I think that's genuinely yeah, what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it's just his sense of humor. Like, um, apparently, uh, Oh, just, I don't even know if I want to read some of them. (laughs) So in 2002, he said to a young policewoman wearing a bulletproof vest, uh, you look like a suicide bomber. (laughs) Like, just like, um, (laughs) things to some young young women. Yeah. you know, uh, a 24-year-old who said she worked in a nightclub. Do you work in a strip club? Like, uh, just, just really, yeah. like, poor time, poorly timed, um, yeah. not very sensitive, not very well thought through. Sure. Um, but, I mean, I think it's part of why we like him a little bit. Like, yep. he's real. Like, whereas a lot of the, the royals, you're like. Guarded. You, and yeah, it's so guarded that you just can't tell if what you're seeing is the real yep. them or not. Because like, I think one of the things. Uh, uh, not I, that I'm excusing anything he said. Sure. <laughs> I, look, I, w- I want to bring up a photo that I've seen um, and maybe I'll put it on Facebook. Um, for people to have a look at, which uh, yeah. and I just I really love this photo, and it's a photo of Elizabeth. She's oh, walking down yes. the corridor, and I he's guess. he's dressed up as a beef eater. Yeah, and she you can just see so like he's standing there at attention, and she yeah. walks past, and she's just giggling. Yeah, like and it just gives girl. you this like it's just this like amazing image of like mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, how old are they there? They they look like they're definitely it, in their It wasn't 80s that or long 90s. ago, I don't yeah. think. It wasn't that long ago. And it's yeah. just, it's it's cute. It is cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which says to me, like, I feel like he, he was, like, he seems like a larrikin. He, yes. And I think, like, there was a lot of pressure on him to change his um, attitude, change his, his, way of expressing himself sure. uh, like and he just kind of refused to do it um no matter what like yep. people said to him and yeah so yep. i just yeah I, I just kind of i do find it interesting yep um yep. yeah yeah definitely there's, there's some real doozies this is it's a bbc um website it's prince philip's gaffes from decades on royal duty it's from 2017 goes back to 66 um there's some real clangers yeah, there. <laughs> well oh, um, look that that kind of 
yeah. brings me to the end of what I have. Do yeah. you have anything else to yeah. add? No, I don't think so. I think um, I, I did find it very funny how people in Australia were reacting sure. to it. Um, yeah. yeah, I like it's it's a big deal. It's obviously a big deal. It's someone who was 99 years old who'd mm. been in public eye. He didn't get his letter. Didn't get it. Although I wonder if you would he get a letter. I don't know. That was one. Of que- that was a question I have. Yeah, it's like one of those. You know, could God create a rock so heavy? Like, could like would Elizabeth have written a letter to a hundred year old mm, husband? Maybe if they've got such like a cute kind of larrikin relationship, maybe they would have just she maybe she made would've. like a little one. For maybe it. she would have. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but like, yeah, some of the like way that it was being reported in the news, I was just like, okay, all yeah, right, like yep, you know, yep. for sure, <laughs> mm. for sure. But um, no, just an interesting man for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, that's, that's how, how it came, came to this. this. As always, you can catch us by email. How did it come to this podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook at HDICTT podcast. If you like the show, remember to leave us a review if you can. How Did It Come To This is written by Daniel Matters and Siobhan Doherty. Our producer is James Tuckwell, edited by Daniel Matters, original music by Lachlan McWhorter. He said to Tom Jones, what did that, that vacuum cleaner is very loud. It sucks. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> And then, and then, it, um, then there's the one from Winston Churchill. Um, Upon this battle depends the the something of Christian civilization. Christian. Yeah. Well, I guess he doesn't care about the other ones. He did. Oh, he did well because he did. He he um he didn't care about the Indians. That's rough. Very much did not care about the Indians. Why won't? Why not? Uh, I don't know. Just Churchill being a jerk, I guess. Mm.